Beatles. Can we get a hey, Macho uh, Man? Oh yeah. Hey. Uh, oh yeah. That's what I wanted. Oh, Let's get stand up to band. Uh, okay, so I actually have a thing. This is hilarious. So okay. uh, this is one of those um, things you record in different accents. Ooh. So uh, me and Tim have been playing around with it as Christopher Walken. So here we go. <clears throat> Please call Stella. Ask her to bring these things with her from the store. Six spoons of fresh snow peas. Five thick slabs of blue cheese. And maybe a snack for her brother Bob. We also need... A small plastic snake and a big toy frog for the kids. She can scoop these things into three red bags. And we'll go meet her Wednesday at the train station. Thank you. Thank you very much. Who sells produce by the spoonful? That's my first question. Who sells produce by the spoonful? (laughs) Six spoons. Foo Fighters. You are all weirdos! Hello, weirdos. Hey, weirdos. Hello, weirdos. Welcome to You Are All Weirdos, a podcast for weirdos like us, a safe space for weirdos like us, where we're also going to introduce you to all the weirdos we know. Uh, My name is Bales on this show, uh, and uh, we are all sort of ex-San Francisco theater nerds. Uh, who are running out of stages to perform on and uh, don't have jobs right now. So we <laughs> we kind of need something to do. So we decided uh, to go ahead and put together this podcast and uh, and have a little fun uh, with one another. Uh, this is how so- we podcast. <laughs> it's true. That is exactly how we do it. Uh, so as I said, my name is Bales. Uh, I am in some circles known as the fight doctor. Uh, I, in terms of theater, I mostly was known as a fight choreographer, hence the nickname. Um, I've got a background where I've, you know, worked on dozens and dozens of shows as a fight choreographer, occasionally as an actor. Uh, and the three of us all met, uh, at a, uh, now defunct theater in San Francisco known as the dark room theater. And we'll, we'll talk about the dark room in future episodes. God rest its soul. Thank you. Dark room. God rest its oh, weirdos. what a soul it has. <laughs> the greatest weirdo black box theater in the history of San Francisco. I will go that far. I will yeah. go that far. I, it's I'll stand on that limb with you. Yeah. 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 I'll <laughs> stand on that limb with you. I'm not alone on that island. That's good. We did some That's weird good. shit in that theater. Absolutely. Definitely. Some we can't talk about on this podcast. No. Some can never be spoke of again. Let's no. just be honest. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Sometimes it's Sometimes it's good to let theater just be in the moment and never mention it again for the rest of our lives. <laughs> At least yeah. not in any kind of recorded capacity. And some you just but, some theater you just can't look away from, you know? It's true. It's <laughs> you true. just you need to see how it's done. <laughs> 
So, uh, so as I said, I, I am Bales. Uh, I'm not just a fight choreographer. I'm, uh, I'm a dad, and you'll hear me talk about raising a, a teenage daughter in San Francisco. And, uh, you know, I want to uh, introduce my, uh, my weirdo colleagues here. Uh, so, without any further ado, uh, Stan. Hello. Sup with you? Sup with you, girl. Sup with you, Bales. Uh, it's great to be on a podcast with you both weirdos. Um, and I guess what makes me a weirdo is I'm a theater nerd. Uh, we are all theater nerds. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I like went nerd. so far as to like make a career off of it. Career theater nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I got to afford my theater habit, man. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> You get to support your theater habit with a theater habit? Yeah. <laughs> in the best in the best of days, yeah. <laughs> as <laughs> right. as Bailey pointed out so deftly, uh, we are all out of work currently. <laughs> yes. Um mm. But uh but what also makes me a weirdo is I just like weird stuff apparently. Like D and D and Steven Universe. And and apparently that makes me weird. Because not everybody likes this stuff. Yeah, oh. but the fact that you like it makes you cool. Exactly. See, I think I'm cool. And I know my mom thinks I'm cool. So that's like two people right there. Oh, yeah. I think you're cool. I oh, don't Thomas. think... <laughs> I don't think Bales gave enough credence to how positively we mean the term weirdos. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, weirdo is a term of endearment around here. It's something that we throw around with a lot of love. Uh, so this is a community, like I said, for for weirdos like us. Yeah. You know? And there's no and not like us out there. Yeah. And not like us. We all have some eclectic tastes here. Well, but we've done some weird theater. We've done some weirder women. Yeah, and this is this is an exclusive space for all weirdos. Just to be clear, very inclusive space. Oh, I thought you said exclusive. I'm like, no, that's the opposite no. of what we want to no, do, we're baby. Very we want to include everybody. <laughs> inclusive, exclusively inclusive. Inflammable sure. is flammable. What a country. Infallibly <laughs> inflammable. Don't you think you can throw a random Simpsons quote at me and me not hit it back at you? Come on. We can really communicate in Simpsons references. That is mm-hmm. uh, that is clear. Um, all right, so uh, let's introduce uh, our boy Thomas. Thomas. What's up, weirdo? Yo, what's up, weirdos? I uh, I enjoyed doing theater with and around y'all. I never did theater with you, Bales, but we did theater around each other. That's one of the weirdest dark room fun facts. That's one that nobody would presume is that we were we didn't land on stage together. Same time. Never did. Yeah. I don't really think of myself as like off uh, off normal. I think I'm normally abnormal. I enjoy the finer things like wrestling and yeah. uh, and small black box comedy theater. I love me a good Pokemon uh, conversation. Uh, I like <laughs> talking about some random battle rap. I enjoy obscure uh movies uh and i well 
I mean, like, there was a time where I had a projector and me and my roommates would just raid the 5 for 20 DVD places, uh, bins, bins, and and go to town, right? So I can tell you with beyond a shadow of a doubt that the best movie uh, to hate watch <laughs> yes. is a little gem called Ninjas versus Zombies. Yes! Um, <laughs> If you can make it all the way through that movie, you are a weirdo. I, I, well, all right. Yes, I am up to this challenge. <laughs> now, I would say, given that you have a history of going through the bargain bins for five for 20 bucks, that confirms to me that you are one of the only people alive who has actually seen Home Alone 4. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, Wait, but not I like... I've seen Home Alone 4. Thank Was you. Was that the directive video one with the like... After three, they were all direct. There's only two real Home Alone movies. After that, it's all like either Disney Plus or straight to video or both. It's funny how like premiering on streaming is now sometimes the equivalent of the bargain basement straight to video DVD, right? (laughs) But it adds this level of prestige to it. (laughs) Bales, one of the things that you and I also nerd out about uh, is sports. So I know that you're a bit of a sports nerd i know that you're a bit of a theater nerd um i know that you're a bit of a nerd about being a dad uh, what else you Guilty got weirdo <laughs> so i would say you actually kind of hit two very specific things for me that make me a weirdo so yes i am a theater guy who is obsessed with the arts i'm also obsessed with with sports uh, i could do an entire episode about the nba salary cap and trade machines and nonsense like that because i'm that level wow. of a nerd and a weirdo you could oh, do a yeah. solo season about that and not run out of things to say you can somehow weirdo. make sports even more boring for me. That's amazing. <laughs> I literally create <laughs> fake NBA trades in the trade machine for fun. And I do it like every day. Oh my it's god. It's bad. Yeah. So like when I say I'm a weirdo, I'm not I'm not lying. Yeah. Stan, I know this because he texts me and he goes, you know, I never thought that this would be a thing, but then I woke up and I decided, hey, let me put it in the trade machine. What do you think? <laughs> Bailey, I'm learning so much about you right now. Holy shit. I I am determined for the Warriors to get some value for Andrew Wiggins and save their season, but that's that's just me. Trade Wiggins, people. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to say trade Wiggins. That's awful. That being said, go Dubs. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So, yeah. So, I nerd out on stuff like that. And naturally, given that I love the arts and I love sports, I ha- I gravitate towards my, my real favorite thing in the world that I'm such a nerd about. And I'll say it on this What's podcast that? because I can't always say this in public. I am a huge geek for professional wrestling. I love wrestling. I think wrestling <laughs> Woo! Yes, yes. You'll get Ric Flair woos on this show, whether you like it or not. Uh, so uh, for me, I think of wrestling as a form of theater going back to like the morality plays with Moliere and you see crowd reaction and melodrama and you see like, I'm serious. Don't you laugh I'm at serious. that. That is p- 
beautiful. I'm with oh you. God. The physicality of it, what these what these guys actually do in the ring yep. on a nightly basis, it's part circus, it's part soap opera, it's part Monday Night Football, it's part, you know, uh, indie theater weird shit. It really is. like, And you combine all those things into this one unique universe, and I'm a total, total nerd uh, for wrestling. I love it. I love it more than I should, but I really do love it. <laughs> now, I would like to state for the listeners, uh, anybody listening right now, I fully am aware about uh, it's very athletic. It's choreographed fighting. I, I appreciate the athleticism. Let me state that for the record. I just don't understand the story stuff. It <laughs> I- is not always choreographed. It is predetermined. There you go. Um, okay. <laughs> so there are different levels of synchronicity that go on in wrestling. Anyway, Bales, keep going. Sorry, I just yeah. So like, I'm like with the you. stories are just a means to an end. Like all you do, all you really have is a reason for this guy to be fighting that guy and watch their technique in the ring and let them put on a show and entertain. That's really yeah. what it's about. I've just if you're a sports fan, if you're a sports fan. And you like a good soap opera. If you watch football and Days of Our Lives, you should be watching WWE. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, amazing. I, and, like, I've never heard it wrestling compared to Moliere, so that's just incredible. Oh, absolutely. It's ritual drama. They, that's what it is. These two are I convinced mean, they're going to get me to watch wrestling. Uh We've got okay. we've got segments we've got segments to make you watch wrestling. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I'm not here to change hearts and minds, but I am here to tell you this is part of what makes me a weirdo. This is the stuff that I can't turn off in my brain. Uh, so that's that's a good segment of of kind of who I am. Um, now, Stan, I know, is a regular uh, D&D player, uh, and we're all into nerdy mm-hmm. stuff like Star Wars and video games and stuff like that, uh, and we'll, we'll go more into that kind of stuff, too, uh, throughout this show. Okay, so one of the reasons we are doing this show is uh, we don't get a chance to see each other as much in person, and our buddy Thomas uh, is actually moving to the East Coast, and we are all best buds. Yes, sir. You know, so it, this is an opportunity for us to uh, stay in contact and work on something creative and have a little fun and stay in touch with each other. And uh, we hope that y'all are going to enjoy being along for the ride with uh, with us weirdos, right? So as you probably have just from this first segment sort of determined, we bounce all over the place in these conversations. It's just kind of our vibe and how we do it. So what we have put together for this first episode is sort of a uh, an intro to weirdos, if you will, an introduction to kind of who we are and the kind of nonsense that we engage in. Uh, so we have sort of a... Um, an appetizer sampler, if you will, uh, sort of a Franken episode of a bunch of different uh, conversations that we've had that we're just kind of throwing together here to give you a sense of, of, of what we're about uh, and the vibe. All right, let's let, let's roll some clips. Yeah. Hey, Stan, how much do you love your coffee? Bailey, if I could, I would bathe in coffee daily. Well, whether you're bathing or drinking, our friends at Henry's House of Coffee are offering our listeners an exclusive discount. 
That's right. You can discover the rich taste of tradition with Henry's House of Coffee, a San Francisco-based family business since 1965. Three generations worth of family. They roast dark, smooth, never bitter coffee. So friends, just visit henryshouseofcoffee.com or download the Henry's House of Coffee app and use promo code WEIRDO, that's W-E-I-R-D-O, for a 15% discount exclusive to fans of this show. 15%? I could afford my daily coffee habit now. Experience the legacy in every cup with Henry's House of Coffee. Uh, so the three of us were all based in uh, San Francisco Bay Area. We all know each other through a... Uh, nerd! Yeah, through it. Thank you for that. Theater nerd! It's true. It's true. You can even say community theater nerd if you really want to. I know that in San Francisco, that's a very... Woo! You don't call it community theater. Work that day job so you can afford to spend money on theater for other people. That was always our... That was always our joke was, um, I gotta, I gotta fuel my theater habits somehow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I know I gotta that you be able told to me, afford to do this show. <laughs> I know that you told me to keep the costuming simple, but for the low, low price of $59, I got the exact jacket this character needed. Um, <laughs> and it's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. I'll find a way to use it again somewhere. Uh, I've got a theater. Which of us didn't have a theater, but doesn't have a theater box right now? Oh, with just Tim, a hodgepodge of Tim's going through his mom's theater items. boxes right oh, now. Oh no! <laughs> we found what, a clown what are you kit finding? the other. We found a clown makeup kit, like inside of a purse with a rubber nose and some glasses. It was like a it was like a get out bag for clowns. Yes. Oh my god! Like <laughs> like the clowns go date? bag in case of emergency, like exactly. like the bombs are like like the feds are coming for the clown, and the clown's got to go. Clown's got to go. Clown's got to put on some makeup real quick. Get that oh makeup, god. you know. Got to get ahead to the car. Did you find any? Did you find any labels with dates on them to be able to Ooh. plot the timeline? Uh, <laughs> we uh, what I, decade I, clown we talking about right here? I just probably I just keep... early eighties clown. I, oh, I just man. keep thinking of like Doink the Clown as a clown fugitive running from the law, getting into his clown car with like sixteen of his clown cousins, and just taking off slowly down the road right, at about twenty miles tiniest. an hour, winding through the craziest back roads you've ever seen with crazy clowns sticking out the window, going, "Whoa, look at me! I'm on the run from the law!" They're, they're like trying to shoot out the cop cars, but they have only got like water guns, so it's yes, just like yes, or water balloons. <laughs> yes, take that, cover! <laughs> One of those comedy guns that, like, it just extends out and thing rolls down and goes, bang, Wile E. Coyote or Joker style. And they're just sad. Oh. You can get a semi-automatic version of that, just set, bang, 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 Did you guys ever have um, one of those, like, rubber band guns as a kid? Oh, God, those are the worst. Dude. Yeah. One of our, our pink-haired close friend, I don't know if we're mm-hmm. doing names on this show or not, but our pink-haired close friend has a, a wooden rubber band shotgun that I whittled as a child in the mountains and then painted gold and red because I was a huge Niners fan. You'll shoot your eye out, T. I'll tell you I'll tell you what. That thing shot straight and true to this day. Oh my god, you straight are a Christmas and true. story. Jesus Christ. Oh my god. <laughs> 
wood working out in the hills. <laughs> like oh my eight-year-old Thomas whittling a wood Whittling. Gun. Like in a rocking chair out there. I was out there just warm today. Warm tomorrow. That is uh, the most hillbilly shit I have ever associated with you. That's fucking great. Fell, oh, there's fell more, off the my jungle friend. gym the other day. Got a crick in my knee. Probably gonna rain tomorrow. <laughs> it go rain tomorrow. <laughs> I, I can feel it in my right ankle. If it the storm's coming from the south, I can feel it in my right ankle. If it oh, was coming off the coast, me. I would feel it in my knee. There Lordy. Was a, there was a joke I had for a long time uh, with several people. We actually tried to write it into a sketch uh, for We Did a Thing. Uh, we, we did write uh-huh. it into a sketch, but it was a... Uh, you know how um, Google always has the like April Fool's prank? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, my, I had this idea a million years ago where um, for the prank, it was it would be through Google Maps, and you could set your Google Maps to old-timey direction. Nice. And it was like, step one. So what you want to do is go down the road about, yay, miles, maybe, <laughs> maybe where the barn used to be. Step two. Now, when you hit the barn, you don't want to turn left. You're just going to want to veer left, you know, where the Jenkins used to play. <laughs> just now, like... you only want to go about 50 paces down the road. If you go 100 paces, you've gone too far. you got to turn around and come back now. Exactly. <laughs> if you see an orange tree, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you done gone too far. Turn back to the old Jenkins bar. And make sure you're wearing an onion on your belt, which was the style at the time. (laughs) If if you get lost under those directions, like normally you're in the you're on the bridge nowadays, and you hear U turn, U turn, like in the middle of bridge. What's the old-time version of that? Don't tell me what to do. U turn. (laughs) Okay, Thomas, remind me. Were you in the car when we were driving to Becky and Adam's house? uh, When we had Waze going, and they had the celebrity voice going. Oh, no. Uh, the Morgan Freeman one? Because I used that. That was the only reason I used Waze was to get Morgan Freeman to give me, like, slow, calming, <laughs> soothing directions everywhere I went. I had social anxiety, and I'm headed to a gathering, and then Morgan Freeman's like, now nah, you can slow it down here because mm-hmm. you're going to exit the freeway. See, Morgan Freeman is perfect for that kind of stuff. We had Absolutely. Kevin I'd be worried that... Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had Kevin. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. We had Kevin Hart running, and uh, we there's like that one turnaround over by Becky's house, right? One of those like turn. Like, I know that turnaround. I know the you one. You know exactly about. one. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Kevin but Hart. But we have is, listeners, probably. Well, Kevin not, but Hart. For is, the listeners. Oh, oh, for the listeners, it's one of those turnabouts, like four circles instead of making four turns, right? So, um, Kevin, they, they did not record for this eventuality, but Kevin Hart, we're in this turnaround trying to figure out which left to take, and Kevin Hart is just singing, now, 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 you want to take the third, is it the third, the third left when you hit the turnaround, and we just keep circling around. I think it was, like, Trevor and Rhianne in, in the car, if we're doing names, uh, but, like, we're just like, wait, Kevin, slow down. Which left are we taking? You want to take the third left. Is it the third left? It's the third left. Like trying to crack jokes and do a bit while we're getting directions from this how guy. Many time, how many times did you pass the 
correct left turn while he's trying to so figure out which we had to pull out and like recenter ourselves because how many times was... have you thought in your life before that moment that you were going to have a moment where you needed to recalibrate Kevin Hart as a part of your day <laughs> it was I mean... the weirdest thing Go Were ahead, you babe. like just you kept going around the roundabout like you're trying to play a song on a loop over and over again just to keep getting the same Kevin Hart joke just on repeat? Let's see if we can get him to do it again. Let's trick AI. Let's we trick ways. We were trying. It was just it was it was like lagged behind our direction, so we kept missing the turn, and he kept yelling at us, "No, take that turn. No, take that turn." And it was like one step behind because it was like such brand new technology. It like if you use the regular voice it was fine but if you use the celebrity voices oh, no. it was like just not working for us and we can had to I, turn kevin hart off can i tell you getting back to the idea of morgan freeman doing your ways directions i would just oh. be so so paranoid about hearing the voice of morgan free say turn around now john doe's got the upper hand i just i would not be able to cope oh, with the fear of that see i I was thinking from like a March of the Penguins scenario. Like, you went the exact opposite Morgan Freeman that I went. You went wholesome Morgan Freeman. I I can't remember what movie was like promoing that Waze ended up getting the deal with, but there was there was a a movie that coincided um, with getting awesome Morgan Freeman Waze directions. I know Snoop Dogg did did the Waze directions for a while. Who do oh, you man. want to have? Who do you want? What celebrity do you want to have doing your ways directions? If you could just pick anybody. Currently? Yeah, anybody. You know, I feel like I need to feel uh, as if I trust the person giving my directions. That's fair. Um, and I need them to be ahead of the game, but also gentle with me if I did, in fact. Like so, if I was in that left lane, but I should have been in the right lane, and now I got to go 15 extra miles. Like I, I mean, want a I gentle mean, moment at, at that point. I know that I messed up. I'm already uh, feeling a way about it. I don't need like the voice to come in and be like, "No, what the fuck happened there?" Right? You don't need so, judgmental ways. Yeah, you want supportive ways. <laughs> yeah, so, you encouraging so, ways. So that you can said, do it ways. <laughs> that being said, like I don't need full-fledged hey bud you made a mistake and that's all right like i want to laugh a little bit with it because like that's a good moment so i think like uh like uh brett uh 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 burt kaiser would be a fun one oh interesting okay Uh, 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 how do you say his name kreisner (laughs) i can't say his fucking name but i think he'd be a great person to be my like direction giver because he'd be like dude you fucking missed that turn (laughs) you fucking stupid i guess we're gonna take 20 more minutes and i'm like yep i guess so dude (laughs) hell yeah i feel like that would be a great vibe like you know the moment of tension goes and then he's just kind of making like a dick joke and you can imagine like a beer belly making that dick joke at you and it's it's funny and calming like especially if you (laughs) made a mistake but then if you're on on target he's like you're gonna have to turn fucking right up here right now through the traffic and you're like all right dude i can make it and then you make it and he's like fuck yeah like i that basically yeah i i think that'd be a good one all right bro you gotta cut across four lanes right now (laughs) i mean you know that's the new yorker that's the new yorker way it's like i'm making this right 
no matter what. See, I, based on everything you were describing up until the dick joke, like making the dick joke in ways, I, I thought you were describing Barack Obama. I really did. I thought you were saying, oh, somebody who's like smarter than me and soothing and will comfort me when I make he a mistake. He came to mind. He yeah. came oh, to yeah. mind. No, it, oh, if but I had you, Obama giving me directions, I mean, I'd follow him. No, you know who <laughs> yeah. you need. You know who you need, Thomas. You need uh, Luther, Obama's translator. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, I changed does. my answer. That is my answer. Yes. 111%. Okay. Hundred and eleven percent. Oh, if you if Key and Peele doing oh doing ways, can you even imagine? Oh, so good. So oh, what good. a great, what a great way to get there. These motherfuckers got a bunch of selfish bullshit going on. They ain't gonna try and let you through, but you gonna get through. You gonna make that motherfucker right. This bitch think he knows everything. God. <laughs> Oh, I see. Well, you're going to stop right there. there. You're going to stop right there. you got to stop right there in front of me. <laughs> Why you got to do that? <laughs> see, you got you to gotta, you gotta watch that Yukon. Them brakes is a little squeaky. <laughs> did you guys ever see the um, Gremlins 2 sketch they did? Oh, a long time ago. Yeah, no. I maybe remember it. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so good. It's so good. It's just them explaining all of the weird Gremlins in the movie but like as a movie pitch <laughs> so it's, like it's, it's an ensemble cast about the gremlins yeah it's like it's like uh 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 not keegan um jordan yeah. walks in and he goes like okay everybody this is a safe space we are going to uh talk about the movie let's talk about it any nothing's off the table nothing's written in stone let's just do it and one of the writers is like well, how about uh, an electric gremlin? He goes, that's in the movie. That's written in stone right there. Like, the entire time it's flashing at the very bottom, this is all in the actual film. <laughs> Gremlins 2 is crazy. I mean, I remember they did a different version for home video than they did in theaters, because in theaters they made mm. it seem like they were taking over the movie theater. And on the VHS, it was like they were changing channels on your TV, you know? Mm -hmm. So they act, there are actually two different versions of that film. And Hulk I, Hogan's in there somewhere. He's, there, he's in the There's a third exactly. version where you can see the people in the movie theater in oh, front God. of the person who made the DVD that you bought at the gas station, five for 20. <laughs> bootleg. The super bootleg. Oh, man. <laughs> That's the Star I, Wars Christmas special of the Gremlins universe. <laughs> I grew up understanding that in the midst of a high point, somebody had to pee. That was just movie magic. <laughs> movie magic. I mean, okay, if you, if you think about it, though. Think about it. If you've got, like, you know somewhere out there, there's someone who has, like, this incredible collection of bootleg movies, and it's, like, rare Grateful Dead recordings, you know? Totally. Oh. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. This was Pawtucket Mass in 74. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know who I want to do my uh, celebrity voiceover for, for the directions? I'll tell you, honestly. And it, it's probably yes. going to be the voice I want for most everything in my life. It, it's going to be Ric Flair. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Woo! Woo! You go styling, profiling down Geary Boulevard. <laughs> and I'll tell you something. With a tear in my eye, you have reached your destination on the right, brother. Woo! Woo! Like 
Yeah. Fuck yeah. Not Just gonna the lie. exasperated direction giving in Ric Flair promo style. Who doesn't Do you want think- that? Do you think even Waze would have him forget what he was saying mid sentence? <laughs> he's just—he has. Do you great think Ric Flair's not cashing that check? Come on, oh, he's dude. absolutely cashing. He's that taking check, that but, check. But like, if it's if it's true to the person in this particular nonfiction. <laughs> what about you, Stan? Who do you who do you want doing your uh, your celebrity ways? Oh, come on, guys, tell me. Who do you think I would want? Uh, I would want. 100%. Oh, yeah. Christopher Walken to do. He might take a little long to, you know, get the point across, but once you get there, destination, now, that's that's good enough. Now, you start going down Lombard Street, <laughs> and you have to turn right, then left, then right, then left, but you're you're on the same block. <laughs> you never leave the block, you see. <laughs> Please say windy. Please say windy. It's very windy. It's windy. This and hole. people people live on this street. It's very strange. It's you got you gotta say to the people living on the street how many tourists in a day in a day would you say you have to deal with? I know a guy <laughs> who claims he went down the crookedy pot of Lombard Street. Crookedy part without tapping the brakes. He thinks he can just room and in a it's, in a it's legendary in a scratched up 1989 <laughs> Ford Mustang where the brakes were questionable. Well, they the they didn't properly work. So what choice did he have? <laughs> Sometimes you get in where you fit in. Do you you, you say you, you want a, a U turn? You, you want a U turn? Do you want a U-turn from me? Well, let me tell you, you go down, maybe uh, halfway down Van Ness, because you can't make a U-turn really very easily. You go down about halfway down Van Ness, there's a little chevron just off to the side. You go through the chevron, you got yourself a U-turn. Oh. <laughs> I would just say uh, you go down and then you turn. I feel like it's mostly to teach young boys not to pee all over the linoleum floor, right? You would buy one of those, you think? Well, yeah, but I'm a weirdo. <laughs> now, I uh, coming in hot on this one. Okay. This is going to be a big one. Are you a Marvel or a DC? Okay, so in I grew up as a kid at reading comics and was more of a DC person as a okay. kid. I think in terms of what they've turned into like live action uh, television and movies, I think the MCU is something that is so ambitious. I mean, mm-hmm. there's never been this many movies with like one connective through line through everything in right. anything, you know. Um, so I think that there's something to be said for that. I think so in terms of the TV and film, I certainly am more of a Marvel person. But in terms of like the core characters and the comics, I, I grew up a DC kid. And I think that I think part of that is the indoctrination of being the generation that was raised on Super Friends. But yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm well, absolutely. That was always my thing growing up because I could never choose really because I always felt and and I feel like my husband agrees uh, that DC always had the better villains and Marvel always had the more interesting superheroes. 
I think that's fair. I think that's yeah. fair. I mean, I think like one of the things I really loved in the comics and they kind of got away from it in the MCU was uh, Tony Stark's alcoholism. You know, exactly. I mean, that's something that was very real and they teased it in the first film and then they kind of got away from it. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I'm sure they focus group the shit out of that, but you know, yeah. uh, that's, that's the kind of thing where, yeah, the, the characters are more complex and more, I think, fleshed out. I think Marvel cares more about the secret identities of the superheroes and mm -hmm. treating them as characters and people Whereas DC was more focused on what they did as heroes as opposed to what they do when they weren't heroing. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's always interesting to me how, like, how many times can you tell Superman's story, right? He's an alien, sent down to Earth. Apparently we're going to do it all over again, you know, a, so. Right? Like, yeah. how many times can you retell Batman's story? My parents died. I'm really sad. I'm going to turn into a bat and, you know, uh, do stuff. But, and, and there's a bunch of weirdos attacking my city, you know? And there's a bunch of... Yeah, but, like, that has been told through the Tim Burton, through the, you know, the the comics, the, over and over and over again. But, like, nobody really has a defined moment of when the Joker became the Joker, you know? Like, there's the killing joke, obviously, um, there's the Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix thing that came about. But I like, hated that movie. I, I, I hated that's it just, so much. I hated it. Hated it. <laughs> I did too. But, but like, you can re, you can like retell the Joker and everybody still knows that he's the Joker, right? Like. I really like what they did for the Joker on Gotham. I thought that was an interesting sort of telling of, of the Joker origin. Which, um, wait, Gotham, which is... The TV series, the Fox series. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't think I watched that. It's, oh, wait, no, I did, I did. Yeah. Um, Thomas is so bored right now, sorry. He yeah. <laughs> Batman himself is bored. I'm not bored. I just, like, MCU fully embraced the opportunity that the comics presented to be like, well, instead of retelling the stories... Now we can just show you the alternative universe's story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is fucking brilliant. Um, that being said, the way I grew up with comics, I need me more X-Men movies. Yeah. That's hell all I yeah. Oh, I can't wait for the new Deadpool, you guys. Like uh, I that'll be interesting, but I need like more of the okay, look. There's so many more heroes that could have gotten spinoffs. Um, the fact that the fact that Deadpool got it was Ryan Reynolds and a credit to him mm -hmm. um, because he nailed that like comic book vibe of the mouth, and then he worked hard to get the look. Mm -hmm. That being said, Deadpool wasn't the most interesting character on X Men. No, but yeah, exactly. It was. It was a. It was a force by Ryan Reynolds to get that. If there was another force behind somebody else to get that kind of credit, it could totally be made. But, you know, that's all Hollywood handshaking, essentially. <laughs> hey, he gave them a great opportunity. They seized it. And I've watched both of the Deadpool movies and will absolutely watch the third. Right. But in from, from my interest in the comics, Which... like... What spinoff do you do you want to see the most, Thomas? 
the most would be like either full fledged let's go down the mystique lane like she has one of the most interesting mm. characters and like backstories and and family trees mm-hmm. um in that in that universe in my opinion uh, I was always a huge fan of Nightcrawler, like playing the games in particular. Like, when I, like yeah, Night Nightcrawler was awesome, but Mystique was where it was at for in terms of your um, hero, anti-hero, villain, multi-faceted uh, character. Or, thought... or give me more of the like Sabretooth wolverine wars i absolutely thought that we would see more saber tooth uh i thought the saber tooth spinoff might come to give us like more x-men opportunity with his story but you have to do that with like fighting that's just a given he's got to go at it with wolverine um I think Origins just killed that unfortunately like it was such a terrible terrible movie yeah. <laughs> and we know they've got to they've got to reboot it for the MCU just for like legal purposes and we know that Patrick mm-hmm. Stewart yep. can't play Professor X forever and Hugh Jackman cannot be sure. Wolverine forever. Right. Um, yep. you know, uh, one thing I do want to say, I just thought it was just talking about Nightcrawler. I thought Alan Cumming was an amazing Nightcrawler he really uh, in X-Men was. 2. That was a really fantastic yeah. bit of casting. Yeah. Um yeah. And I think in the X-Men universe, like, the one who I think is the origin story, and they did it in the first X-Men film to a certain degree, but I think you could go deeper and do more with it. I think Rogue is a fascinating uh, origin For story sure. if you're going to do well, that. Well, in the comics, she's the way that the reader gets introduced, like, to the X-Men for... Like the 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 old school like '90s cartoon. I was gonna say, unless the, they're doing in the, old, in the school old school '90s, 90s cartoon, cartoon style, like she she's your intro to the X Men. Dude, the movies messed up her character so much. Like she's such a stupid wilting flower in the movies. Like she's so cool in the '90s con- cartoon. I think they're doing a remake of that cartoon on Disney. Interesting. Why? The, the the animated series is perfect. It the is. The animated X-Men series is perfect. <laughs> well, they, they need to pander to us olds, you see. I see. I see. <laughs> they tried that with DuckTales. Look how that worked out. Oh, you know what? I kind of love DuckTales. <laughs> I, I kind of do too, but... Yeah, I mean... I was watching it. it with my kid, and when my kids stopped being into it, I sort of was like, oh, am I going to sit here and watch DuckTales by myself? I mean, I, I probably will at some yeah. point. I mean, yeah. how can you go wrong with David Tennant? You can't. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck swimming through the money bin is just my favorite uh, cartoon trope of all time. A good trope, and they do it so well. So, mm-hmm. with Back their through little gold jingle. coins. I can't they, remember the words, but I still remember the jingle. Ducktales. Woo! <laughs> There's a TikTok out there. I don't. I'll find it and send it to you guys. But there's a TikTok of a dog that dances when his owner sings the Ducktales theme, and then if he stops singing, the dog stops and pauses, and then when he does it again, the dog picks it back up. It's it's amazing. It's absolutely That's a goofy amazing. Fun trick. It's That's ridiculous. A fun one. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's adorable. I think so. Yeah. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Hey, Thomas, how much do you love your coffee, man? Bales, I have 
five cups a day and each of my cats try and get their own cup. Well, whether it's people drinking coffee or cats, cats should not drink coffee. Uh, discover the rich taste of tradition with Henry's House of Coffee, a San Francisco-based family business since 1965. They roast dark, smooth, never-bitter coffee. Visit henryshouseofcoffee.com or download the Henry's House of Coffee app and use promo code WEIRDO for a 15% discount on your next order. That's right, promo code W-E-I-R-D-O. Our friends at Henry's House of Coffee are offering an exclusive discount just for listeners of this show. Uh, experience the legacy in every cup with Henry's House of Coffee. Meow. Do you want to be totally fucking jealous for a second? Yes, I do. Okay, so Thomas is getting the cats uh, ready to roll in the car, okay, for the big road trip back east. And so over the weekend, uh, my kid went on the, uh, the ride with the cats. Uh, and then yesterday... Uh, I got the call saying, hey, do you want to roll with me and the cats? And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I do. So, uh, but here's what we did. This was the first time when driving the car that Thomas opened the cat carrier and let the (gasps) cats out. Free range kitties. And I got to hold Gene in my arms for like two solid minutes in the passenger seat. Well, Thomas was adjusting stuff on the back seat, and yeah, no one gets to hold Gene. It's uh, so I'm I'm quite proud of that. Uh, my my kid's very very jealous of it. I'm very jealous of it as well. Bales, the ladies are getting acclimated for cross country driving, which comes in many forms and fashion. So, um, I'm checking my calendar. It's been, hold on, it's been interesting. <laughs> But you got to get, I mean, like, I want to have an easy trip. It's going to be a week of driving um, and yeah. with my cats in a car. And um, if that's the first time they've ever done it, that's crazy, you know. They're they're indoor cats, so they know their single one-bedroom apartment as their world. And um, they know the stairs and the outside through the windows. Um, but they they exist Within and, uh, these walls, they, and for- they find they find shelter in these walls. So, I'm trying to get them to know that it, there's safety outside of these walls ahead of what it's necessary. And just for the listeners, so you're moving to the East Coast. What is the space like? Because there's two cats there already. So now your two cats are moving in with two more cats, Brady Bunch style. But like, what does yeah, the actual story. like? Of a bunch of kitties who were driving cross country with Thomas. Doo Yeah. And we're all in boxes yeah. on Zoom too, so it kind of works with the opening credits. Oh, yeah. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, clip, all right. Clip, so, so, that so, one, so, clip that one for an idea we need to put on a t shirt, Bales. Yeah. Uh, if this, if we um, ever get to the point where we have a freaking merch store, I'm going to be the happiest person on earth. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, uh, um, anyway, so so the, what's the place you're moving into? There's uh, plenty of space in, in the in the unit, and there's uh, two bedrooms, and so one of the bedrooms will become base camp for <laughs> my two cats, for the Billy ladies, Billy Jean kitties, my smooth criminals. Um, 
Now, are they going to be... So they're going to have the room to themselves for a little bit, and then you're going to introduce the other cats? Is that kind of the idea? You got it. Um, they'll be in their own room, give them a couple places to feel safe and secure and sound, mm-hmm. and introducing scents to, of the other cats to them, and vice mm-hmm. versa. Then we'll put a gate up so they can see each other, but they can't attack each other, and we'll go from there. We'll let the four cats dictate the pace of that. Um, and boy, howdy! And then once, and then once they're out of the room, it's what? It's a two-bedroom place. Yeah, with plenty of other space too, so they'll be able okay. to have some space without you know the the real thing will be when everyone decides that a certain window is where they would like to lounge you know what i mean so we'll have to find out who feels what kind of way but i don't know these two have been with each other the other two have been with each other four cats sounds like a happy home are caitlin's cats like uh, uh siblings or no they are siblings yes but they did not come together they had their own experience of being introduced to one another um, gotcha so mine will mine haven't been with other cats since they were kittens but they love to talk through the window to the neighbor's cat uh, which is a couple houses over and has a window that faces ours they'll get on the trees and talk to each other so we'll see how it goes there i, I I'm doing what I can to prepare them for what's to come. And the rest of it comes as it comes, right? Like, got to deal with it as it goes. What so I think is going to be amazing to see is, you know, Gene, your, of your two cats, Billy and Gene, Gene is the one who really knows how to hide. Gene is a Hall of Fame hider. So Gene's going to find <laughs> a hiding place in that apartment that no one has thought of yet. She will be the one to discover it and and make it a thing. And she'll find a place those other cats haven't thought of either because she's that good at hiding. 100%. She will find some new crevice that didn't exist until she popped up. Um, And then you'll be like, where did this crevice come from? And why does it sound like there's something panting in there? So it'll be good. It's going to go well for sure. I'm excited about it. It's just with cats or not, like dogs are pretty easy with introductions, right? Like mm-hmm. you know the temperament of your dog with other dogs and you do a little bit of work to make sure that they are good with one another, but they're kind of quick. Like you kind of start learning that in the first few minutes. Cats don't take a few minutes to learn that shit with. They need some time. So well, they're reactionary. It'll be great. Yeah. I used to go to a uh, particular um, place where I do- adopted them. I'm, I'm going to say the name Cat Town in Oakland. Yeah, uh, it's a great it's a great rescue, um, and they have uh, awesome um, programs to try and rescue cats as well as get cats adopted. In particular, like senior cats and uh, kittens that were formerly like feral, right? They, they'll take them in. And mm-hmm. um, Billy and Jean came from one of those feral um, colonies that were rescued, and that was super awesome. Um, but they, you know, that I used to go there before I adopted these two and just hang out with these cats that had come in that had varying um, histories. 
So I felt myself comfortable with varying types of cats. And both of you have seen me with your cats. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I make, I make friends. I make friends. So I think that it'll be good. And, and you know, Caitlin is great with um, her cats and cat, my cats. So um, I think that there'll be a great environment for cat friendships to cat blossom. Cat friendships. Hey, man, every day is Catterday, dude. I love it. Dude, Catterday is my favorite day of the week, man. I love me some Catterday. If nothing else, every day is Catterday. Well, you guys saw in our production meeting the other night, I had a cat on my lap the entire freaking time. Like, I had to do it from that chair because the cat had decided that she was going to be on my lap and that was the spot we were going to be in. And she's right. She wins. Yep, she was right. I'd love to. You had no choice. I'd love to, but I have a cat on my lap. Is a perfectly valid excuse for anything, as far as I'm concerned. So and he's many been things. getting extra cuddly now that it's been getting colder. So oh, he's yeah. like, "Your lap is acceptable now. Thank you very much." But 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 Benny is a cat. <gasps> blink, blink. I had made so much room in the bed last night for the cat to sleep next to me that I woke up. Uh, in the middle of the night with both feet, my ass, and one shoulder hanging off the edge of the bed. I'm about to fall to my doom. <laughs> and then I've got to, like, adjust. and But i got to adjust to get back into bed without disturbing the cat. Because you don't want the cat. So now that is art. Because I also don't want to wake up my wife. you know. But not disturbing the cat is the priority. Let's be clear. <laughs> you know. Sorry. I actually, I actually almost... Uh, like, I was getting out of bed this morning, and I didn't see that Benny was on the bed with me. So I almost, like, rolled on top of him. He was like, what the hell was that? Ah! He, like, rolled off the bed a little bit. Is that a fun game this... we play now, Mom? I don't know if I like this game. <laughs> Mom! <laughs> oh, we have, between it, I have two cats. You each have a cat. All four of our cats have such different temperaments. Yeah, no shit. It's true. Well, you know, Squishy's a great cat, but she hides whenever new people come over. Like, it takes a lot for her to come out and actually, like, greet someone or or stay in one place if they're around, you know? She, man, every year she disappears on Thanksgiving. We've had people coming here for years who have no idea we even have a cat because she's so good at hiding. They know we have a dog, and he is a ridiculous freaking dog, as we all know. Jesus. But, uh... Benny couldn't be the more opposite of that. Like, Benny, it's just like, Hi, how are you? Let me show you where my food bowl is. You're allowed to feed me. I don't know if that's true or not, but feed me, please. He's a greeter. He's a greeter. He is. He's a cat mater D. (laughs) Top-notch socializer. Yeah. That's nice. It's I have never honestly known a cat more like a dog than i have benny like that's amazing he's just he'll he'll eat anything interesting your cat is the opposite of my cat because my cat squish she will only and we have tried we have really tried even to get her to try like different brands of cat food she will only eat the dry food they gave her at the shelter she will really? not, we've tried she won't eat wet food she's not interested in people food she only wants the dry food from the shelter so That's i have hilarious. to keep buying the same brand because even different dry food she's like oh, i don't really want this like 
like she won't eat it you know so it's it's nuts that's hilarious because benny is such a little scavenger we've had to seriously buy a trash can with a latch on it because he will pull the trash can down and go through it for anything he no joke when we were uh when my husband and i were on our honeymoon uh the house sitter said uh she was eating something and benny straight up got a piece of naan and ripped it off while she wasn't looking and ran away like he steals food yeah all the time yeah that's absolutely your cat and then i and then and then billy is kind of like uh benny and gene is kind of like squish that's but hilarious. both of them are like a toned down version somewhere in between. Because they mellow each other out. Yeah. That being said, you know, one cat is lovely, but uh, two will make you a whole heart. All right. Okay. So the cat is not interested in people food, but the dog is the most food motivated animal I've ever met in my life. Um, so I'm going to tell you a story. So not this year. That's last why year's... he is shaped like a turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> We call him Sausage as a nickname for a reason. Uh, But so anyway, so we... Kilbasa. Kilbasa. All right. So so he's such a crazy food-motivated dog. So not this Thanksgiving, but the year before. One of the things that we do, you know, I get the big turkey. I reserve my bird. Like I have a store Mm -hmm. that I've been getting my bird from every year, okay? And it comes in this big box, and then it's wrapped inside it. But we take the big cardboard box, and on Thanksgiving Day, we use it as our giant compost box because we're chopping vegetables, We're just and we just throw shit into the box on the floor, right? Convenient. Yep. Yep. That's a good way to do it. Yeah, yeah. But then the dog (laughs) realizes, oh, shit, there's a turkey bone in the compost. (laughs) Ooh, yeah. He goes in there. Goes into, buries his face into the trash, into it, all right? Digs the freaking bone out in his teeth. It's a massive bone compared to his tiny face. He is rocking around, running around the house with it. And he's so proud of himself for snaking this bone out of the compost that he's snorting the whole time. He's... Yeah, he likes to show off like a his prizes. Yeah. He was showing he off to show off his prizes. The, he, well, it, it was a victorious prize. It was a, it was a monumental achievement for him to acquire such a bone on his own. He was very proud of himself. Oh yeah, he got it taken away from him very quickly, uh, <laughs> but not before he paraded so it around the living room, snorting to his heart's content. It was, Aww. it was ridiculous and adorable. He's lucky he's cute because he's not a well-behaved dog. But he's. Very I say that cute. to Benny all the time. You are lucky you're cute, cat. <laughs> That's that's the uh, good night, Wesley. I'll most likely kill you in the morning of the animal kingdom. You know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You're lucky I haven't killed you yet. Hey, guys. Guys, guess what? Guess what? What? What, what up? Dude, you're not going to believe it. Our friends over at Henry's House of Coffee, they Ooh. are giving an exclusive discount for listeners of this show. Can you believe what? it? Henry's right. House of Coffee? Yeah, Henry's House of Coffee. Discover the taste of tradition. 
For all of our friends, all those weirdos out there, discover the rich taste of tradition with Henry's House of Coffee, a San Francisco-based family business for over three generations. Since 1965, they roast dark, smooth, never-bitter coffee. Visit henryshouseofcoffee.com or download the Henry's House of Coffee app and use promo code WEIRDO. That's W-E-I-R-D-O for a 15% discount on your next order. They ship nationwide. Experience the legacy in every cup with Henry's House of Coffee. Coffee for all my friends. All right, so I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to say this right now. I'm a terrible director, and I don't mind admitting it because I, look, I'm really good with, like, smaller projects. Like, if you give me a fight scene and I can isolate just Mm -hmm. on that and work with the actors and keep them safe, that's great. I'm good at that. I love working with actors and helping them, like, make choices, even in the context of a fight. And one thing I always tried to be cognizant of was not giving acting notes as part of, you know, choreography, but you do want to fight in character at the same time, right? But when it comes to, like, directing a whole show, when it comes to thinking about, you know, blocking and sound and lights and everything, I just, Mm -hmm. it's too much for me to do. I directed... It's overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and the the play I directed, uh, the last thing I will ever direct, for that matter, uh, was a one act. It was a Mac Wellman uh, one act uh, called Sincerity Forever. But it basically, everybody sits in a car and talks. So there's not a lot oh. of tech that needs to be done. Um, but that's that's a comedy. If you don't know the play, that's a comedy about a... Uh, lesbian black jesus showing up in a kkk town uh Ooh, it's uh, wow. it's a fascinating script yeah it's good stuff what's it Bales, called? the what's it's it called? called sincerity forever by mac wellman good to know yeah yeah you know the craziest thing about how you feel about yourself as a director is how freely you offer up your opinion to people who didn't ask for it throughout <laughs> life fair point fair <laughs> Totally fair. <laughs> Just, hey, you know what you should be doing. Hey, you know what would be good for you. Hey, you know how you could get that done faster. Hey, let me fucking tell you, you something. Save yourself some time. Hey, if you want a better burger place. Let, Let me, me mansplain this entire thing to you real fast. <laughs> yeah, see, right? if you could just mansplain an entire show, it would be a fucking Broadway hit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bailey mansplains the hits? Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. This is a segment. I, Bailey, mansplain, uh, mansplain into the woods. Mansplain into the woods? Yeah, real quick. All go. right. Okay, so there's a bunch <laughs> of fairy tale characters, including a giant. The first act is really good. At the end of the first act, you think the show is over. Then there's this second act that is goddamn depressing. (laughs) And really makes you wonder, why did I bother enjoying this first act? But now I just feel bad about myself. (laughs) Pretty voices, though. Pretty voices, though. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, let me think of another one. Oh, God. Uh, mansplain Don't do it. Wait, wait, cats. wait, wait, wait. We're coming up on Christmas, right? Can oh, no. you uh, please mansplain, uh, mansplain a Christmas movie? Let's go with... Oh, I was going to say Nutcracker. Die Hard. Oh. Okay, first of all, thank you for acknowledging Die Hard as a Christmas movie because... You know, no problem. As 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 any man who's going to mansplain this will tell you, Die Hard is a Christmas film. And let me explain to you all the ways that Die Hard Christmas is a Christmas ornament. film. Say it again. 
I made a diehard Christmas ornament for Tim one year. I love that. I, I still have it. I'll send a picture. I, so we're all in agreement that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, right? Oh, I mean, absolutely. Are, yeah. yeah. Anybody? So, so Bales explains Die Hard, the Christmas movie, please. Office party goes to shit. Um, New York <laughs> cop is hiding in the air ducts with no shoes. Um, and it's not officially Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off of Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> Also, um, the dad from Family Matters is the guy in the chair, figuratively. He's the mm-hmm. cop outside. That dude mm-hmm. has seen some shit because there is actually a theory online where uh, the character from Die Hard then turns out to be the same cop living under cop. an assumed name as the dad in Family Matters. Yep. And Steve Urkel is a, manifestation, is a manifestation of his trauma. Um, I it's, love that shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That that part to me, that part to me, that confirms makes that show Die so Hard as a Christmas movie. Reginald Bell Johnson plays cops. It's just what he does. He always know? plays cops, man. Was he? And he's great. Well, and, and by the way, I just saw him well. in a TV commercial. And and hey, hey, Reg, Reggie, keep getting them checks, Reggie. We love you. Keep getting Hell them yeah. checks, man. We love you. Cash them. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Hell it's yeah. so funny to watch like retrospectives on Family Matters now, like to see a grown-up Jaleel White talk about like that episode where he was forced to wear a dress and shit. I'm just like, oh my god, this show was so fucking weird. <laughs> you know, Jaleel White killed it on Dancing with the Stars. I like grown-up Jaleel White. I think Jaleel, he's very talented. Grown-up Jaleel White. You know, he, he is an adult, and he has seen some Hollywood shit, you can tell. Oh, yeah. So, like, he is mellowed out. Like All, him, all child stars have seen some fucked up shit. There's no yeah, way around it. And it's just a matter of whether you can, like, handle it or not. Like, Daniel Radcliffe could have fucking burned out, but he, instead oh, yeah. he, like, smoked pot, chilled out, and now is just doing weird indie projects. And I am here for it. <laughs> have you guys ever seen... Um, Swiss Army Man. I've heard about this weird movie, and I'm, I, I think I need to see it. Yeah. Oh, everybody... my God. It's amazing. It's it's what the Daniels brothers did before Everything Everywhere. So it's like yeah. a weirder version of Everything Everywhere. Yeah. I don't think that's possible to be a weirder version of the weirdest movie ever made. Oh, oh, oh. Don't say that until after you've seen the movie, fair point. my dear that's sir. That's fair. That's fair. I loved everything everywhere all at once. I I, I did too. Loved it. Yeah. And I love Swiss Army Man ultimately, but it is just like, what the fuck am I laughing at right now? Kind of humor. Got it. Got it. Like it's so bizarre, but it's heartfelt. Nice. Like 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 everything everywhere. That's what they do. They do really well, bizarre yet heartfelt. Somehow really out there, but also grounded in some reality. You know what I mean? Is that what we should go for? Bizarre yet heartfelt, but grounded in some reality. Is, should that be what this podcast is going for? Hey, man, I'll I'll talk about the Daniels any day. Nice, <laughs> nice. Let's 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 do it. I mean, yeah, I mean, and they are they are definitely all uh, weirdos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, let's get them on the podcast, man. Uh, yeah, let's yeah, let's get these Oscar-winning directors on the podcast because we have that kind of we have that kind yep. of stroke. We really yep. do. Absolutely, yep. we're able. Thank you, yes. thank you. I'm glad you finally realized that. I will it's, be in my true. trailer. It's true. If I can rent a trailer, then, you know, I'm not. 
I'm not whimsical. Like I'm not whimsical. I'm thought out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just except I, when I, it comes I, I to can't. two dollar bills. Oh God. <laughs> You, you, you are you a weirdo are with your whimsical. obsession with two dollar bills, man. The two dollar <laughs> The fact that y'all discuss two dollar bills as if it's not real money <laughs> is a problem of yours. The fact that I understand it is legal tender are real money <laughs> is an opportunity. Nobody wants to get paid in $2 bills, Thomas. No no waitress wants to count out and have to figure out their till. And (laughs) as a former waitress. Look, all right, I understand. And I have not been sprinkling the world with twos for some time. That being said... (laughs) I've been gearing up to move, and I have found a bunch of $2 bills, <laughs> nice and crisp and clean. Um, Going to be left in tip not, jars all across the country. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah. I, do you think Do you think that that person who sees like five customers a day is going to give a fuck that I just left $10 in twos? No, they just got 10 bucks. They're going to say, how the hell did I get this many $2 bills in one go? Bro, they're going to give that thing out to truckers for change so fucking quick. I guarantee you there's going to be some Gen Z folks who don't even realize that a $2 bill is an actual thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Thomas here will tell you. I I bet (laughs) that people deserve more credit in their knowledge and understanding. You two are living under a rock you know what you know what bales i think we're streets behind we thomas's are, streets geez, you did not Tom, thomas's streets ahead <laughs> with his two dollar bills we we okay you just <laughs> chevy chased us but i'm the crazy one <laughs> getting chevy chased right off this show <laughs> <laughs> just streets behind man you, oh, you're man. you're living streets ahead you know what? If this is will you stop something your, will you that start... people are listening to, if this is something people are listening to, uh, priority feedback requested. You know yes what you need no, to $2 do? $2 bills. That's, a, that's the whole question. Okay. Yes or no. We're going to start an bills. internet war. We're going to burn the internet down with this question here. Or you need to you start a cryptocurrency company. Called Thomas two dollar. Thomas two dollar. Tommy two dollar. Tommy two bucks. Two 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 bill Tommy. Hey. Two bill Tommy over here. Two (laughs) dollars. This has been. This was fun. This has been. You are all weirdos. Uh, And I'm gonna sign off uh, with my signature quote, which is of course, uh, hard work pays off, dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad bad guys guys do, do, baby. All right. That's good to know. It is. It is. Yeah. Bad times don't last, Stan. They don't last. And right now, these are good times. I'm having a good good time with y'all. Yeah. Me too. All right. Uh, We will will hear from y'all again soon. 
Uh, next time on You Are All Weirdos.